Hi, I'm Molly Barrows, a longtime reporter in Florida's Panhandle, and welcome to my investigative series, Gulf Coast Confidential. Here I dive into the saltier stories that surface in Northwest Florida and all along the Gulf of Mexico. Most of us are familiar with the idea of the wicked stepmother. Her conniving character is depicted in childhood bedtime stories like Cinderella or Snow White as a cruel and ruthless woman who will stop at nothing, including sacrificing her own stepchildren to further her personal agenda. For most families, these are mildly hair-raising fairy tales with happy endings meant to entertain little ones. But for some children, living with a volatile caregiver is their dangerous reality and escape is not an option. Investigators say that's the horror 11-year-old Gannon Stouch, a boy friends and family describe as loving, faced the day he died in January of 2020. They believe his stepmother killed him then tried to hide the homicide by cleaning up the crime scene, lying about his disappearance, and disposing of his small body in a suitcase that she drove across the country to coldly toss like he was unwanted baggage. I'm investigative journalist Molly Barrows. For years, I've covered the stories that made headlines in Northwest Florida and all along the Gulf Coast. Murders. Missing persons. And mysteries of all kinds. These cases are far from over for many victims because the full story has yet to surface. Join me for Gulf Coast Confidential, where I dive into the saltier side of the South and expose the lies, greed, and corruption that often weighs down the truth. It's time to turn the tide and get a shot at justice. Police say Gannon Stouch was just 11 years old when he was violently murdered in his bedroom at his family's Colorado Springs area home in January of 2020. The case quickly drew local and national attention, first as a runaway, then as a missing endangered child case that galvanized the community to search for him. His stepmother, Letitia, or Tisha Stouch, was the one who reported Gannon missing. When the searching started, the sheriff's office kept the concerned community updated on social media at the time, saying in a post, quote, investigative leads, direct search efforts, and we have teams available and ready to deploy should the need arise. We know the community is anxious and awaiting answers, end quote. Gannon Stouch was part of a blended family. They were all from South Carolina, but had recently moved to Colorado for his dad's work. His father, Eugene, or Al Stouch, was in the Colorado Army National Guard, and his wife, Letitia, had been a teacher. Letitia came to the marriage with her daughter by a previous marriage, Harley Hunt, who was 17 at the time. She also cared for Al Stouch's two younger children, then 8-year-old daughter, Lena, and 11-year-old son, Gannon. Al Stouch, now 39, was in Oklahoma for work when Gannon disappeared, but he quickly returned home. Gannon's mother, Landon Hyatt, flew in from South Carolina for the search and talked to media in hopes of finding her child. The boy's mother told reporters at a news conference at the time, quote, My son is a very loving kid. He wouldn't want harm on anybody at all, and it's so hard to think, why is this happening to him? I have no clue. My kid deserves to come home. My kid has a purpose. My kid has a life and is important to me and is important to everybody that is standing in this room, end quote. Police received hundreds of tips and two emailed ransom notes demanding payment in Bitcoin for Gannon's return. Investigators quickly determined the ransom emails were fake and an attempt to get money. They were also gathering evidence that led them back to Gannon's home for answers about his disappearance. 
As more details surrounding the boy's death came to light, police believed it was becoming clear that the same person who reported Gannon missing knew exactly where he was and had, in fact, killed him. The search for the missing boy had become a murder investigation. Stouch told the El Paso County Sheriff's Office that Gannon had stayed home sick from school that Monday, January 27th, and she had stayed home from work to take care of him. She said she last saw him that afternoon when he left to walk to a friend's house down the street. When he didn't return by dinner time, she said she went looking for him, but police say she lied from the start. El Paso Sheriff's Detective Jessica Bethel wrote in Stouch's arrest affidavit, quote, Letitia was unable to provide the actual location of the home she went to, the names of Gannon's friends he was supposed to be playing with, or the names of the parents of Gannon's friends. Her story dramatically changed multiple times over the following days. Based on the facts, Letitia is the last person that ever saw Gannon alive, end quote. The FBI joined the El Paso County Sheriff's Office to investigate. They employed a wide range of law enforcement tools to gather forensic and digital evidence from a variety of places and devices, including the family's home, smartphones, and security system, as well as Letitia's vehicle, her spending and travel records, and a neighbor's security camera. Much of what they initially found was outlined in an affidavit submitted to the court to have Letitia Stouch arrested for her stepson's murder more than a month after it happened. The affidavit read, quote, Letitia lied to investigators on multiple occasions, has unexplained abnormal behavior, such as obtaining a rental car, disconnecting her cell phone from the cellular network for an extended period of time, the false reporting of an alleged rape, abnormal patterns of travel, a continuously evolving story with material changes in facts and circumstances, and has since left the state of Colorado, end quote. Based on their evidence, the following is an account of what police believe happened on the last day of Gannon's life. Text messages between Letitia and Al Stouch indicate Gannon was up most of Sunday night with a stomach problem, and his stepmother let his school know he would be absent on Monday. She texted her husband, quote, I'm just going to give them an excuse at work and stay with him, end quote. The excuse police say she gave to her employer was that, quote, her stepdad was killed after being hit by a car and she would not be able to come to work that day, end quote. Detectives reported that images on Letitia's phone showed him sleeping in his bed that morning, resting with his shark pattern pillow and matching blanket and bedding. Later that day, video captured on a neighbor's security camera shows two people, believed to be Letitia and Gannon, leaving together in her vehicle, a Volkswagen Tiguan. Police say evidence indicates that during the time they were gone, Tisha, as she was known by some, used Gannon's phone and conducted an Internet search on it, asking, quote, can my parent find my cell phone if it's off, unquote, a question they thought was indicative of what she was planning to do. Detective Bethel said, quote, I submit it is reasonable that Mr. Stouch only, not Letitia, would be interested in the location of Gannon's phone and that Letitia was possibly deliberating on how or if she would dispose of Gannon's phone after she murdered him. I submit that Letitia did not get rid of Gannon's phone for fear it might be traceable, end quote. The neighbor's security camera shows Letitia Stouch returning home after 2 p.m., and although the camera only caught Letitia exiting her car, police believe Gannon was likely with her when they got back and that she killed him a short time later, shooting and stabbing him. The detective reported, quote, Physical evidence recovered from the residence and inside Gannon's bedroom supports that a violent event occurred in his bedroom, which caused bloodshed, including blood spatter on the walls and enough blood loss to stain his mattress, soak through the carpet, the carpet pad, and stain the concrete below his bed, end quote. 
Gannon's bedroom was in the basement, along with another bedroom and bathroom in the 2,500-square-foot ranch-style home. Police say his remains were brought to the garage and likely loaded into the back of Letitia's Tiguan, and that she drove to a neighboring county the next night and hid his remains. Police say lab tests show blood matching Gannon's DNA profile was found in his bedroom, the Stouch's garage, and on a piece of particle board found in the remote area where they believe she first left his body. Letitia and Gannon were the only ones home at the time. Gannon's sister was at school and his stepsister at work. When Lena arrived home, she told police her stepmother informed her Gannon was asleep in her bed and she, quote, could not see him and was told to, quote, go outside and play, end quote. The affidavit read, quote, I submit that Lena was sent outside because Gannon was likely dead and Letitia was cleaning up blood from inside the house, end quote. Later that day, around 5 p.m., Letitia sent her daughter Harley a text asking for carpet cleaner, trash bags, and baking soda, which she purchased, along with vinegar, items police believe were used to clean up the murder scene. As detectives combed for evidence and interviewed friends and family, police say Letitia's daughter, Harley Hunt, refused to speak with them while Letitia kept putting them off. They say when she finally agreed to an interview at the police station, she brought notes and wanted to read from them in response to their questions. They say she told conflicting stories about what happened to her stepson, including that she was raped. She told a bizarre story that a Hispanic man named Eduardo raped her in the basement of their home. She said Gannon jumped on his back when he attacked her, but Eduardo threw Gannon off his back and across the room. She claimed her attacker had a gun and demanded a suitcase, then hit her and she blacked out. However, when police took her to a local hospital to be examined, they did not find any injuries on her head, and she turned down the opportunity to have a sexual assault exam. In fact, she left the hospital before the testing was even finished and didn't tell investigators she was going. They believe she called her daughter to come pick her up a few miles away. Detective Bethel wrote, quote, I submit that as pressure continued to increase from investigators, Letitia became more and more desperate to leave the hospital, likely because she feared being caught in her lies, end quote. Letitia also rented a vehicle to pick up her husband from the airport on January 28th. She told him it was to keep from putting miles on her Volkswagen Tiguan, but police believe she rented the car because there was evidence in her own vehicle from Gannon's murder that she didn't want his father to see. Investigators seized her Volkswagen Tiguan the next day and tested it with luminol, a chemical used to test for the presence of blood, and say several areas in the car reacted to it. They also found a 9mm handgun in the house with Letitia Stouch's DNA on it and evidence of a large amount of blood under Gannon's bed, so much that police found it had, quote, seeped through the carpet, through the pad, and stained the concrete, end quote. Most of the blood was where the boy's head and torso would be on the bed. They also say evidence showed someone attempted to clean the walls near Gannon's bed. The affidavit revealed, quote, lab results tend to corroborate the theory that Gannon was indeed murdered in his bedroom, brought into the garage, and his remains loaded into the Volkswagen Tiguan, end quote. By the time investigators arrested Letitia Stouch for Gannon's murder on March 2, 2020, she had already left town and was back in South Carolina. She faced several charges related to her stepson's death, including first-degree murder of a child under 12 by a person in a position of trust, child abuse resulting in death, tampering with the deceased human body, and tampering with physical evidence. After Letitia Stouch's arrest, Gannon's father filed for divorce. Gannon's mother told reporters Gannon was her hero, saying through her tears, quote, 
Obviously, we know what the worst news is. The best news is that justice will be served, and I'll make sure that justice is served because my boy did not deserve any of this. This person, the stepmom that I even trusted, she will pay 100% for this heinous thing she has done, end quote. In early March of 2020, police had their killer, but they were still searching for the body of 11-year-old Gannon Stouch. It turns out they didn't have long to wait. Later that same month, on March 17, 2020, transportation crews were inspecting a bridge on Highway 90 near Pace, Florida, when they found a suitcase with the body of a small boy inside, along with a pillow and blanket with the same shark patterns as Gannon's bedding back home in Colorado. Pace is a bedroom community of Pensacola, Florida. The boy's body was found under the Escambia River Bridge, which is the line between Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. It's a wide stretch of river and surrounding marshland that divides the communities, and a four-lane road runs between the two. It would seem remote and sparsely populated, especially to those who weren't actually familiar with the area. According to his autopsy, the 90-pound fifth grader was killed by a gunshot wound and blunt trauma to the head. An investigator testified in court that Gannon was shot in his lower left jaw, his skull was cracked, and he suffered 18 injuries from a sharp object, including two stab wounds. Three bullets were found, one was still in Gannon's skull, and two others were in the pillow. Tests showed the bullets were consistent with being fired from the same gun they found in the Stouch home. In court, investigators say Stouch rented a van and used a suitcase to move her stepson's body from Colorado to Florida on February 1, 2020. Stouch's 17-year-old daughter was also on that trip, but investigators say she had no part in her stepbrother's death. Stouch allegedly dropped the suitcase carrying Gannon's body off the bridge, a drop of about 80 to 100 feet that investigators say could have caused some of the damage to his skull. They testified that Letitia and her daughter spent the night at a Pensacola-area hotel not three miles from where Gannon's body was later found. Then they traveled to Orlando and ultimately to South Carolina, where she would later be arrested. When news spread that Gannon's body had been recovered, his friends, family, and teachers in Colorado held a memorial for the boy they described as genuine, kind, funny, and always smiling. His father, Al Stout, shared how Gannon was born prematurely at one pound six ounces and was taught from the beginning how to be a fighter, but he still grieves for his son and wishes he were here. Al Stouch told reporters at the time, quote, none of this takes away my true heart, end quote. Gannon's grandmother, Deborah, cried as she recounted watching Gannon face those adversities, how much he loved telling jokes and how loving he was. Deborah told local media at the time, quote, he came into this world unexpectedly and left unexpectedly. She said he enjoyed life in the moment and that above all, he understood how to love. His love was visible, palpable and dynamic, end quote. In Letitia Stouch's iPhone, detectives found notes that, quote, appeared to reference her unhappiness, end quote, in her marriage and could shed some light on potential household instability. Her Internet search history indicated that in the days before and after Gannon's death, Letitia Stouch looked for jobs in other places like Los Angeles, California, and several cities in Florida, including Orlando, Pensacola Beach, and Fort Lauderdale, as well as apartment rentals in Florida. She also visited a moving cost calculator website. The affidavit said, quote, I submit that Letitia's search history is important because the history suggests she might have been struggling as a step parent and additionally suggests she was not happily married to Mr. Stouch, end quote. Investigators submitted a string of searches found on her phone between January 25th and 26th, including the following. Find real military singles. Parenting should be done by four people, not one. I'm doing all the work for my stepkids, and their mom doesn't help. 
Mom advice from stepmom. If you aren't involved in your kid's life, you are shitty. My husband's ex-wife does nothing for her kids. I wonder if my husband's ex-wife is sending me a card since I raise her kids. One day, some people will wish they treated you differently. Find me a rich guy who wants me to take care of his kids. It's crappy some parents don't care for their kids or buy them presents. Parents are those who put their kids before their nails. Starting early on the morning of January 27, 2020, the day detectives believe Letitia killed her stepson, her Google searches included the following, quote, my son burned the carpet. How do I fix it? Smoke effects will humidify or help. Colorado law for kids staying at home. Son is sick, but I have to go to work, end quote. Later that day, after detectives believe Gannon was killed, her searches included these phrases, El Paso Sheriff's Office number. What is the process for our runaway child? Can Nintendo find my Switch? They are asking for our son's toothbrush, but said nothing is wrong. They also found deleted searches on her phone, like the following, Find a new husband. I feel like I'm just a nanny, not a stepmom. Husband uses me to babysit his kids. I'm just a glorified babysitter. My husband never posts about me, but does everything else. Are there any free money to move away from bad situations? My husband only cleans up for the army, not me. Make my husband want me more. I feel like my husband uses me to babysit his kid. Find a guy without kids. Detective Bethel said in the affidavit, quote, while her search history alone does not provide motive to murder Gannon, it does shed light on her inquisitive thoughts of her position with the family memorialized in Google's search engine, end quote. Two and a half years after Gannon Stouch's murder, his stepmother is still awaiting trial. Letitia Stouch, who turned 39 years old behind bars this year, first pled not guilty to murder charges related to his death. Then earlier this year, she changed her plea to not guilty by reason of insanity. However, the case was delayed because Stouch had to wait to be fully evaluated by doctors at the Colorado Mental Health Institute at Pueblo, where there's a staffing shortage and a backlog of patients waiting for evaluations. The evaluation eventually found she is sane and can move forward with the trial, but the defense made a motion for another evaluation, so her trial is still on hold until that's complete. The trial date could be pushed back for another year. Gannon's life and death has deeply touched people across the country. In Florida, locals help maintain the homemade memorial that sits near the bridge where Gannon's body was found in the suitcase. In Colorado, Gannon's friends and family also pay tribute to his memory. On the one-year anniversary of his disappearance, they held a vigil to remember him, lighting up their homes with strings of blue lights, Gannon's favorite color. In South Carolina, a memorial service was also held at his church in Horry County, where Gannon was from originally. The small coastal county outside of Myrtle Beach is also home to his mom and grandparents. On the second anniversary, his mother spoke to a Colorado-area reporter about the impact Gannon continues to have on all of these communities he touched. He would have been 14 years old this past September. It's overwhelming just to see the support and the love, Hyatt said. Quote, two years, and it just seems like it grows. It hasn't decreased, and it's just overwhelming. I have so much gratitude, end quote. Gannon's mother also told the reporter she hopes others will hold their loved ones close in remembrance of her son. Quote, you can share a smile. You can just tell someone I love you. Savor every moment that you have. We're not promised another day, she said. I just want today to be about him, an anniversary of love, justice, and love for Gannon. End quote. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Gulf Coast Confidential. You can check out more stories on your favorite streaming platform, including Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. 